This show is pre-recorded and furnished by The Cochran Firm. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When We are KBC AM Talk Radio 790. We are coming to you live from Culver City. You are listening to A Nation Divided, folks. And we are indeed A Nation Divided. I am Ty talking to you from the studio. My name is Brian Dunn. I'm sitting across from my best friend in the entire universe, Mr. James Oates. He's here and present in the flesh. How are you here. feeling, brother? I'm live. Stay six feet away from me, buddy. I feel very electrified, B. Electrified. I was going to say that. I was going to say that when we did our electoral college show, but I didn't get to say that, so I'm going to say it now. Electrified. Yes, electoral you know, college, kinda, folks. Kinda it's kinda that time on. again. Dust off your election shoes. Get on your nice red suit, because our vocabulary will become inundated with strange concepts like electoral college, contingent election. Yes. At least we're not going to have to worry about hanging chads anymore. Hanging chad. Bush versus Gore. We remember that one. Oh, my goodness. So, folks, we may be headed for just a wonderful bit of drama in November. January 20th, too. And this is the circumstance that I want to talk about you guys today. And this is not just idle fighters, fireside chat. This is not just something that is hypothetical. A lot of people are talking about this. Not just a conspiracy. What is going to happen if during the election it's a narrow victory for Joe Biden, the Electoral College shakes out with very few uh, votes in between? As it often does. And on that next day in the morning, rather than concede, we see a barrage of tweets from our president saying, I'm not fraud, going. Fraud. This is I'm horrible. I'm not going. Five million illegal immigrants voted. This is fraud. I will not go. Fraud. Fraud. Now, we've all had that experience, folks, where you let your friends stay on your couch for a few days. <laughs> and then it's kind of time for him to right, go and he's right. not going. Right. He's just kind of like, there. Look, man, I'm going to have to call the cops. You're going to have to get out of here. I mean, yeah, what's that? What yeah, the, come on. he should I get the hint. Back. The person should get the hint, but they're just, and you come home and they're just on your couch. What's going to happen if... Mr. Trump, who we love because he's provided incredible amounts of material. Oh my gosh! Yeah. For for any any person uh, running a radio show, show. what's going to happen if he just doesn't go? If, if there is no concession, um, and we've really kind of, kind of played that out because folks, a lot of people are talking about this, but they don't have Mr. Jim Oates. <laughs> we do. They don't have Jim Oates. So, Jim, I want you to break it down for our listeners the same way you just broke it down to me. Well, I mean, there's they, a whole lot of scenarios, folks, but really, we're going to there, really... There's a lot of different ways it could go down, right? Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to actually kind of talk about some of the most likely ones because, folks, this is not a hypothetical conversation. This is actually something that could seriously happen uh, because there are so many variables that go into what makes the president the president. It's not just the Electoral College. It's... All the issues regarding uh, is everyone's vote being counted. You have the mail-in situation. Oh, yeah. You have uh, so many moving parts here. And is the person uh, going to accept it if you're Donald Trump? I've never seen him admit 
uh, any form of loss. loss. I've never seen him admit failure. Defeat. I have never seen him say, I'm sorry. Wrong, right. He has never uh, admitted anything. Would he concede that, you know, he might not win? I mean, that's really the thing, isn't it? It's the it's this sort of precedent that he set for himself. We watch him all the time. We see the, the, the tweets he makes. He's tweeting right. about this. He said it last year. Like, he had a tweet last year basically where he said, what if the people just want me to stay? And there is a tradition, folks, that you may not know about, but this is something that I've always found really interesting. The outgoing president always leaves a note for the incoming president. Yes. And one of the most heartwarming notes ever was left by uh, George W. Bush Sr., rest his soul. I always felt he was a good man. Yes, yes, And he left it for Clinton. And it was really just straight from the heart. Right. You know. American to American. Exactly. Peaceful transition of power. But it was so dignified. Yes. And it was so gentlemanly and it was so honorable. And, you know, all of these terms have just vanished from our consciousness as it relates to the doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but anyway, right. uh, Brother Jim, br- break down some scenarios, please. Well, I mean, the, the most likely realistic scenario is is that we get a couple of swing states, right? Like, say, a Pennsylvania or a Michigan. Right. The electoral vote's extremely close. Right. But it's a win for Biden. And let's say it, it's decided in maybe a Pennsylvania to Michigan by... you got to put Florida in there votes. somehow. I don't know or if we Florida, can really have this discussion Florida. without Florida. But right, because anyway. it goes back to the Bush... Or, I'm sorry, Florida, brother. Right? Keep going, keep going. But let's just, let's just take one of those examples. Just take any one of those states, right? It could be Pennsylvania, Florida, anybody. And let's say it's Mike 5,000 votes. Yeah. Maybe 10,000 votes. Not... 537 but votes. But statistically, these are less than a percentage point right, by but, far. But this is really close. Right. Yeah. These are really close, right? But let's just say that's what it comes down to. It's sort of the popular vote in those states. And then Biden wins, right? He's won the electoral. And maybe he's even won the popular vote. But let's just say that Trump decides that he's going to tweet that night. Hey, you know what? That's fraud. Well, it's he's going to tweet anyway. Here, 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 one way or another, right. there's going to be a lot of capital here, letters coming through the I internet. I mean, here, you know, this. one way or another, there's going to be a lot of tweeting, right? And right. One way or another, we know even after he's out, he's probably going to go after whoever it is. It's Absolutely. Not Biden, but, but so, I mean, think about it like this. Let's say that he just tweets out. He says, yeah, you know what? All of those polls, they should have, those polling stations, they should have closed by 9 o'clock or 10 right. o'clock. Right. But they stayed open until 2 a.m. And so that's fraud. Okay. Right? Problem. And now you got Sean Hannity comes on. You got Rush Limbaugh come on and they say it's fraud. What happens then? Well, his attorneys get involved, and they basically go to court, and they say, we don't believe it. But and this is this is something that our country has been through. And the thing is, there's always been a reason that had something to do uh, with how the election happened and not so much the uh, ethos of who was in charge. You can almost bet that he would not go quietly, uh, no matter what the scenario is. But And it's just based on his, uh, his demonstrated... Uh, Track record. Now, you may call him a sword loser. You may call him a vanguard. You may say this is a person that needs to accept defeat. You could say, no, he's a maverick who is changing our system, and we absolutely should not accept anything well, here's other the than thing. complete victory. Go back yeah. to Bush and Gore, right? Go back to Bush and Gore. We know that the Supreme Court made a ruling that said, you guys down in Florida, you got to stop this recount stuff. Right. Can't keep doing that. And that effectively it's, decided it's Bush was the and president. And it decided Bush was right. right. But here's the thing. The, real, the thing that really ended it was the fact that Gore said, okay— we're done. He didn't fight anymore. He could have. That's a, could he have really after the Absolutely. Supreme Court there's said— there's all kinds of things they could have come back Oh, with. you know what? I do remember that. That's and, true. I mean, and there was even discussion, of course, and this gets really deep into the political uh, quagmire of it, but the idea that the, the Florida legislature, if it had gone the other way, could have gotten involved. If, in other words, if it had looked like Gore was going to win, right. the Florida legislature could have gotten That's how the way the Electoral College works. So, folks, listen, if you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Uh, 1-800-222-5222. You can always hit us up on the Internet during the week at nationdividedradio.com. We have a podcast happening. 
Uh, we're not quite ready to break yet, but this is going to be the issue. And this is just something that is not based on any kind of knowledge. You don't have to have a degree in political science. Uh, we just kind of know what we want to see what people are feeling in their heart. What would this mean for America? Okay. What would this mean if we had a situation in which the sitting president never conceded? Well, here's the thing. We can't read Trump's mind. No one knows what Trump's going to decide, right? Yes. So we have to kind of guess maybe. Well, there are some hints at it. You can read some tweets. You can see some things he said in the past. But when asked directly about this kind of stuff, he even said it at He one just point. says, I'll keep you in suspense. In, well, he did say that at one point. But you've got people that are around him. They've been asked this question. And they say, of course he would step down. Of course it wouldn't. There'd be no uh, challenging, right? Yeah. Then well, again. I think it was it was Michael Cohen who was his longtime lawyer who yes. kind of flipped. But he year. actually said it on the on the air. He said, "Guys, this is no joke. I've been working with this man, and I understand the way yeah. his mind works." Right. That's what he said. There is yeah. a very realistic possibility that that you know gigantic uh, whatever right. speckled cow yep. is actually going to show up one That's day. Right. Yeah. And he, he, you know, this is something that would have been unthinkable before mm -hmm. uh, in any other administration. It would never have been unthinkable. Had, never would have even thought about it. And, and you know, people would discussion. be laughing at us. But the reality is, this is a very real, uh, a real possibility. So, Jim, uh, one, I mean, one more scenario though. What if, what if it is not even close? I mean, what if they won Obama style? What if it was just a, a smackdown and and it wasn't even close? It was just a a, a very convincing defeat. Well, here's the thing. That I, I got to go back to this, just like what you were just saying. So that smooth transition of power. Yes. Now, imagine that we even have to have the discussion in the United States of America with the guy that's the challenger, Joe Biden. And this happened just a couple of weeks ago. Someone asked him, you know, Mr. Biden, what happens if Trump doesn't leave? If he just decides to sit down at the desk in the Oval Office, fold his hands and say, I'm not going. I'm not going. And Biden said it. So he's actually quoted as saying, they said, I'm quite sure that the military would come in and they would escort him out promptly. With a military solution, seriously. But why do we even have to have this discussion in the United States of America? It's right. crazy. Well, folks, anyway, if you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Uh, we're going to take a very short break in a minute, but before we get started, I'd like to very quickly, uh, well, Thorne, we're going to get to you first. At any rate, this is a hot one, folks. And a lot of the things that we say on this show actually come true. Remember that little thing about Trump's taxes? It happened. Supreme Court just ruled this week. Going to have to talk about that when we come back. We have a big crystal ball, folks. It's and right it's here. right in the middle of the studio. It's sitting here. We can see it. We love you all. We'll be right back. Love that song, man. Oh, it's so love beautiful. That, that was I, one I of lost the my, greatest I lost my hearing ever. when I was 17 years old listening Tom to that song. Tom Schultz again. is God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Straight yeah. up. He made that album in his basement, That has brother. to be, that has to be the best intro to any rock song of all time. Oh, I mean, well, more than a few. Almost everything on that album. Yeah. Boston, Boston. That was a great Yeah. Album. Pops used to just blast that when he came home from work. So, folks. The topic that we're talking about is not something from the Twilight Zone, not the reimagined or the old one. This is actually America. What is going to happen if Trump loses the election, at least on paper, and he doesn't budge and he doesn't go and he says this is fraud and I'm not going anywhere? Now, I'd like to open up the discussion, but there's something I got to make clear. We are not for or against any political candidate here. Right. We are not for Trump. We are not against Trump. We are basically for America. And we love the people who are caught in the middle. Absolutely. We love the people that feel powerless. 
But the truth is this could happen. I mean, it's, it has yeah. happened before, and these are realistic scenarios, and then it brings up the question of how does this go down this time? Well, some of the things are already in the oven now, bro. Oh, yeah, This thing about sure. the freaking, uh, what is this, the, the absentee ballots absentee are going to be a problem? Yeah, what that's if already the, what started if kind of raising you know, those questions already before the elections even here. You'd kind like of to join the Kind of land the groundwork. <laughs> If you'd you like, like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. What I do. 1-800-222-KBC. Thorne from West Hollywood, you've been so wonderful holding. And if Good anyone else would like to join, hey, Thorne, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. What's happening, Thorne? Um, well, first of all, on the uh, Boston intro, I'm one of the Zeppelin guys, so sorry about that. That's comparing apples and oranges, ah, man. You're, you're talking about London totally versus... Different uh, things. Yeah, two totally different things. <laughs> hey, so I don't even know. Uh, I've never heard you guys. I don't know who I'm talking to. And, uh, it's, you know, it's entertaining. Uh, you know, but let's, let's bring this back to, you know, reality, okay? Absolutely. If Trump, if Trump loses the election... It is absolutely absurd to even spend one second thinking that he won't go peacefully. The man is a man of integrity, and he will follow the rule of law and the Constitution. It's not even a question. So, but now, Thorne, but Thorne, think yeah. about this for a second. I mean, what if he feels that he has a legitimate, or many people probably feel would feel what would happen if they feel they got a legitimate claim yeah, that you've got absentee ballots exactly, and then that has to get challenged, that right. has to get okay. kicked up the exactly. the chain of command. Well, but let me get back to the other part of this. Sure. And the chances of Biden winning this election are slim to none, and slim left town. This mm-hmm. will be a landslide. I'm not a political guy at all. I don't have a party. I, I'm just an impartial observer. I look at this logically, mathematically, scientifically. There's no way that you could get a guy that can't even finish his sentence to be elected as president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And when I look at this impartially and realistically, just going down a list of accomplishments, Trump accomplished more in his first nine months of the well, let me, let me stop you briefly, Thorne. And I, folks, I just want to make it clear. We're not for or against anyone. We're not talking about anyone's accomplishments or lack thereof. A lot of folks agree with all of the sentiments that you just made, all of them. Uh, but what we're kind of doing today is we're thinking about what would it mean if the unthinkable did happen. Now, right. I, I have, really would you've love got to, to you believe have to look at, everything. You have to look at something that's realistically, too. And this is the thing, Thorne, you got to consider. The Economist, I think it was an article a week ago in The Economist, they are talking about their model, their prediction model. They're giving Trump like a one in five chance of winning. Now, I know people said that, stuff like that in 2016, but this is a different scenario, don't you think, Thorne? I mean, realistically, no, really no, interesting. No, it's, no, it's so far-fetched. You know, it's, you know, the media is so, God, it's, it's just amazing what they're, they're pumping out there. And listen, I'm just a guy in my car, listen, you guys, when you say you're not for or against anybody, and look, I mean this most respectfully and most humbly, you guys come across as having a strong bias. Oh, I'm so sorry, Thorne. Um, You you have to blame that on my lack of sleep. Yeah, you you can blame Uh, it on me, actually. I'm deprived right now, and uh. (laughs) Well, I really, I, I, I'm not trying to have a bias, Thorne. I really am not. But there are a lot of people in this country that think really strongly one way, and then a lot of people think really strongly in the exact opposite way. And one of the themes for the show is that we want to try to establish a respectful dialogue so that everyone's voice gets heard. And the, the issue is I'm not trying to stifle uh, anyone's voice. There are, however, there is, there is a voice that says... 
that this could potentially occur. And I'm not really interested so much in whether it's going to happen or not. I'm interested in what would happen to our family as Americans if it did. I'm interested in would it rupture the country or would we come together? Uh, because we've had this happen a couple of times. We had it happen. We have. And, uh, and we've got a lot of polarization today. I mean, that's the other question. Have we ever been more divided? Let me ask you this, Thorne. And I re- completely respect everything that you're saying. And I want to thank you for calling in for the first time. But, brother, this is my, my real deep question. Do you feel at this point that there are divisions within the country that seem to be really strong right now as it relates to well, it's Our not president. a feeling, it's a reality. Yeah, it's it's insane how it is right now. Yes, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. I, I, you, I, don't think, I don't think any of us could ever imagine a scenario like this. It's right. really disheartening to live in an America I like completely this. agree with you. So divided, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I want to thank you so much for calling. Thanks, Tom. Um, we're going to try to get to everyone that we can. If you'd love to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Don't want to scare anyone away by thinking we're biased because we're not. What we really do want, though, is for our nation to heal. And there are some things that are just inevitable. There are going to be a lot of very unhappy people no matter what happens and no matter who wins. Well, there's a lot of education to be made, too. One of the things that concerns me, and this is the reason that we say the things that we say on the air. Yes. And sometimes we're saying some stuff that's sensational. Sometimes we're asking some questions to get people provoked a little bit. Right. But you and I are both about the system, the process, how the thing really works. And I think that there's a lot of people on both sides of the argument that don't really understand how the system works. Right. So what happens uh, – who decides what happens if it's a deadlock? Tell us what happens. Well, first of all, you haven't got to get to the deadlock. Yeah, how, do we, how would it even happen? And see, here's the thing. Founders put the system together. They say in the Constitution, and we can go through all of that stuff later on in the show, but they say each state can decide how your votes are going to count. Right. And you're going to do that through electors, right? So you're going to have the electoral college. Now, skip forward to today. In, if you looked at it on paper and you looked at each state and you counted up all the numbers, there's no way – that it can become a tie. You have to hit 270, right? You got to hit 270 right now, except here's the problem. You got a couple of states, like Nebraska is one of them, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's not Michigan, but I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but you've got Nebraska is one of them where they can, each district actually cast their own electors. So you get fill-in numbers. Now let's say that it does end up being closer than everyone thinks it's going to be right now, Polls are saying, without a doubt, Biden, it's a landslide. Yeah, but they, they, we can't really, we can't we, count we can't, on that. We can't we count on that. that before, we can't really right? think about that. Yeah, exactly. I don't even want to put that out there, and really. Tru- and, and, to be, and to be fair to Trump, I mean, he's the kind of guy of all people in, in political history, it seems, that could be totally, completely down or a guy you think is going to lose. He ends up winning. I mean, he's that guy. He did it before. The so man is a force of nature. He's a force and I don't of believe nature that, that way, anyone right? will ever disagree with that. So, But the point is, is that you, if you get into a situation where, again, you get a swing state, like let's say maybe uh, Pennsylvania, and it's going to go one way or the other, but it ends up going for Biden, but it gets really, really close. Let's say you're just within maybe two or three electors, and then you get that split in a, in a state like Nebraska where they actually cast per district, and then it gets even. Now what happens? I think that God has such a sense of humor that <laughs> right, that might just right, happen. Right. It goes you to know? the house. It goes to the House. And so then you got the House has to make the decision. Now, this is what's going to make people's brains melt and the come House out of their ears. The House will decide who wins. The House would decide. And that, 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 that in that particular scenario, if the House of Representatives decides, even though the House is controlled by who? Democrats. Who would win? Republicans. Republicans. Because right. each, each state gets a vote. 
Please do not delegate. throw rocks at me if you right. see me on the street. So I am only the messenger. Even though there are more House seats for Democrats, there are more Republican states in the House right now. So if it is a tie, uh, the Republicans are probably going to take it. And, and what's interesting about that, too, is the Senate would make the decision about who would become vice president. And wow. it will be the post-election House and Senate, which also is going to mean that it's very it's good chance yep. could be a Democrat uh, Democratic Senate. It sounds like a And then what happens there? You get yes. a Democrat for vice president and get a Republican president. That's it amazing. Happen. Mike, we want to put you on hold for one quick more second. I wanted to get to Ann from Glendale. Uh, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-5222. We have compassion in our hearts. We like to talk about issues that are relevant, and we are most interested in what you just think from your heart. You don't have any degrees or anything. We're going to respect you. What's happening, Anne? Tell us all about your thoughts. Well, uh, <clears throat> I, I consider California a totalitarian state already. Mm. And the Democrats mm. cheat in California, mm. I mean, with the ballot harvesting. Uh, they're very suspect, you know, because of the way they uh, gather votes. Uh, go to people's homes, often, you know, if they're older citizens, they sit down with them and guide them to fill out the ballot. Has this ever happened to you, Anne? No. Have you ever seen it happen to one of your friends? No, but uh, I how, know that you it heard does about happen. It? How, how have you heard about it? Uh, because uh, I know the, the system that they have, that they, they do go around to these uh, places where people are, uh, you know, a little less capacitated. I'm know. just asking, how do, how do you know that is all I'm asking? I mean, if, if you, how, does this, how do we have information that this happens? And the only reason why I'm asking you this, Anne, I, I've got love in my heart, but there's a lot of uh, they and them and those people and the other and all of these people that do all of these right. horrible, nefarious yeah. things. And are they happening? Are they not happening? Well, notice in the last election, um, you know, the uh, 2018 election, that a lot of the uh, contests that came yeah. in initially for Republicans, after they finished with all the uh, other collected votes, all those seats flipped to Democrat. Now, how did that happen? Well, there are probably some very clear reasons why that it happened. I mean, there were a lot of people that thought that Trump didn't have a chance in exit polls and everything, and he wound up prevailing the polls aren't always correct, but let me ask you this one question, Ann. Uh, do you believe that in terms of our country, it works best if you have a voice of Republicans and Democrats together? Or yes, do you think we, that it would work best if it was just one side and not well, the other side? Well, we have that in California. We have one party rules the state. Well, I think that you're not going to get a disagreement as it relates to many aspects of that. But there's only one I state, don't. But now here's something that's interesting, and let me hit you with this little tidbit. I hear what you're saying, but just to, to help you feel a little bit better about it from your perspective maybe, is that if the, if the House swings, regardless of where the House goes this time around, whether it's a majority Democrat or majority Republican House, the Speaker of the House will be a Californian. Right. And so can we then say that California is strictly ruled by one party. I mean, come on. I mean, we've got, we will, it, whether it's Republican or Democrat, the state of California is going to have the Speaker of the House this time well, around. Well, I, I would prefer not to have the Speaker of the House and have it go to another state. Oh, really? If it's Nancy Pelosi. Well, oh, I want to thank you so much. And folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, <laughs> right. you can reach us at 1 800 222. Don't go anywhere. 5222. 1 800 222. 5222. What's going to happen in our strange world? If we actually reach the day after elections, and it's not like day after Super and Bowl Sunday where you know who won. Yeah, right. It's still a tie. Right.
totally different than Deflate Gate. Totally different than Deflate Gate. You can imagine, Mike, we're going to start with you at the break. If you can imagine people being more angry than they are now. No. It's going to be some interesting footage. Crazy. <laughs> well, I'm taking my time. Why don't we hear music like that anymore? I don't make music like that anymore. I, I just, you know, I think growing up in the seventies was probably the absolute best. You're talking about make America time. great again. Get back to that. Get that back music. to the I'm yeah, exactly, you, folks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're talking about the uh, wonderful state of our nation, the health of our nation, not just the physical health. Uh, there have been COVID issues, not just the mental health, but just our overall sense of togetherness. This is a time when everybody seems like they're incredibly angry. Incredibly angry. And it's if the concept of us working together appears to be lost. So if we take this same kind of us against them mindset into November, what is going to inevitably happen is there are going to be furiously angry people who feel as though they have been wronged on a level that defies comprehension by people who are nameless, faceless others who have conspired to well, do them in. I think that's the thing with even Anne calling there. She sounds like she's a pretty rational, reasonable lady, right? But she's got this idea already that the votes are – that it's all rigged. Now, right. let me let me just say this. I heard what she was saying, but then in the same breath she said, but I'd rather it go to some with our uh, – the, well, the Speaker of the House go to somebody who's going to be Pelosi. Right. Now, here's what I heard. But that's what I tra- – I, I almost don't really that. mind hearing that, though. Well, right. Neither, <laughs> neither do I. But, I mean, my point is when I hear the rationale, when I hear – when I listen to the logic, here's how I translate that. I translate that to, to mean – if my guy wins, I'll be okay with the voting not exactly. working. But otherwise, I think that the voting's broken. Okay, Great my, point, my, my default position is going to be if the voting's broken, the voting's broken. If the system's broken, like we're talking about, big push to go to popular vote, right? Eliminate the electoral college altogether. I'm not sure that I'm against it. I don't know how I feel about it. Got ups and downs about it. But my point is, is that if it's broken, it's broken. But I'm not going to say in the same breath with that statement, but it's broken because my guy didn't win. Amen. Uh, and, you know, that's pretty rational and reasonable. I don't consider myself either of those words. However, we <laughs> you would are like rational. to know from you. Uh, Eddie, we're going to get you reason, Mike from El Segundo. You've been so wonderful. Thank you for holding, brother. Uh, I know that it's been a long wait. If you'd like to reach us, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. No degrees necessary. We just want to hear what you think. Mike, how are we going to hey, do Mike. this thing? How you doing, man? Hi, Brian and Jim. Hey, brother. Um, hey, I got an AT&T and finally got them to fix my phone connection with the cell tower, so it should be a lot clearer now. Yeah, nice. Cool. Sounds good. They yeah. took them a week to do it. Who do they think they are? The government? Oh, I don't <laughs> <laughs> right. They just They're their controlled by democratic what, people. They're making enough money. And Tifa is controlling. That's what making, the A is for in AT&T. They're making enough Antifa. money that they don't need your money, and then they're just going to tell you. I know. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's that's uh, the reality. That's Mike, what's going to happen? Uh, Jim, I, what's going to happen, Mike? Jim and I are dying to know what you think. Okay, let me tell you what's going on here. The, these claims that um, Trump may refuse to leave office, or the question is what would happen if he refuses to leave office, um, that is the same disinformation campaign that was pushed by the Democrat Party and the mainstream media, fake news, going back to like Bush 43, and I believe even previous presidents. The Atlantic ran an article with this last February, and if I search the internet, I'm sure I'll see more in that. And the real threat to our Constitution, our freedom, for decades has been the Democrat Party. They're the ones 
who resist the results of elections, they cannot win or steal. We've seen that over and over again, even the 2000 election, where they tried very hard to steal the election from George W. Bush, and they failed. And then they claimed that the election was stolen from the Democrats when it was really that they almost stole it from the voters who voted Republican. very briefly, Mike. When you say they... As referring to Democrats, that leads me to believe that you, you know, are Brian not a Democrat. That. that you're not a Democrat. He hates the they and the them. You know, no, I hate the they, but but this is the point, and this is what I truly believe. I'm talking about the party, the party. Okay, the Democrat Party, the politicians, and all their allied organizations. They have lots and lots of left wing and Marxist organizations. Yeah, let me just ask you this, them. and the let media, me the, the, the mainstream media. You, in terms of media, okay, well, the First Amendment is always going to be an issue uh, because if you are trying to consolidate power, you have to control the means of, of communication. And, and the school. Let me put that aside, Mike. Let me too, put that right? aside. Yeah. Let me ask you this one question. Do you think that in order for our country to have the best chance possible, that we should have a voice from Democrats and that we should also have a voice from Republicans and that maybe one side could learn from the other side on many issues and that if they could work together, we could actually achieve a lot of solutions to our problems. Do you, do you think that there should be a voice for both parties? Absolutely. But the left wing on college campuses and the mainstream media, they've done everything they can to censor opposing viewpoints, conservative views, libertarian views. Have you really seen this happen views. like in, in real time? I mean, because if you listen to certain news outlets, it doesn't really matter which one. They all accuse the other side of fake news. They accuse the other side of distorting the truth. They accuse well, the other side. And the question is, does it really uh, get us anywhere to really attack the mechanism of information? Would it be more? Well, we more... need to expose it, Brian. We need to expose what's going it, on. It's we been look exposed, at the news, almost Mike. all of it's the same. It's Associated Press, it's Reuters, it's New York Times, Los Angeles Times. A lot of the same news from the same source comes out in news outlets all over the country. And we have a real, mon almost a monopoly or near monopoly on news. And people need to understand that the news is not true news. It's not real news anymore. All right, well, hold on, Mike. Right. Again, I don't want to get into the fake news. And I, I understand, and wait a minute, I'm not trying to cut you off for saying that because a lot of people believe that. A lot of Americans believe that the news is not fair. A lot of Americans believe that there are, if someone is critical of Trump, that must be something that is fake or there must be some fake news uh, because he doesn't really make mistakes. And a lot of folks believe that any reporting that is in any way critical of him must be uh, it must have some evil intention. My question is, let's put all of that aside because both sides are saying the same thing about each other. My question is, put all of that down. Do you really think that it gets us anywhere to completely invalidate um, the Democratic Party for being the Democratic Party or completely invalidate uh, well, because but, but Brian, he already said he he did in Mike's defense. He did say, yeah, of course, Bush should be there. Let me ask you this question, Mike. Let me bring it back around to the subject. So, do you believe that there's? I heard what you said in the very beginning. You came on, and I appreciate what you said that that Trump, of course, would. This is all crazy talk that we're talking right now. So, let me just ask you this realistic question: Is there any scenario that you can even imagine where? Trump's administration might challenge the results of the election. Let's just say it got really, really close. Let's go back to that example of maybe there's one swing state in there, and then there's some – it gets really tight, and there's some questions about potential voter fraud. Is there any scenario where you could see him challenging it? Oh, absolutely. If okay. there's real evidence of fraud, look at the 2000 election. That got challenged. It went now, up to the so Supreme then here's, Court. So then here's the next question, Mike. 
how far would it have to go? In other words, what would be his breaking point? Is it like, I don't know, 10 electoral votes, 50 electoral votes? At what point does he stop? I mean, Al Gore walked away at one point. At what point does Trump kind of like if it say, get, if it I gets to that point. right if well al point. gore lost in the supreme court it's not walking away it's, lo- it's called losing well and- he, he could have there's other ways he could have challenged it though i mean the truth is, is that they decided that they would accept that and they would be done with it and they'd walk away well, actually, Al Gore did not walk away, come to think of it. Because right, right, hold on, hold on. I don't, want to get, I don't want to get into too much well, of 2002. Yeah, we won't go back to Gore. Mike, listen, I want to get back to you. I, do, I got a couple of people sure. on it, but I, I want, sure. don't want you to go anywhere, Mike. Uh, Eddie okay, from I'll LA, go. you've been holding for a minute. I wanted to get to you. Thank you so much, brother, for calling, Eddie. Um, I appreciate you holding. Uh, tell us what you think, brother. Uh, we're, we're trying to figure First out. First of all, yeah. long-time listener, first-time caller. Certainly hey, appreciate you, brother. Certainly appreciate you, baby. Man, Mike from El Segundo, first of all. Do you guys know what El Segundo is, what that means? Uh, it's my neighbor to the, the south. El Segundo? What does it mean? The, the second. second. The uh, second. Uh, be, oh. Hey, be nice. Be nice, be nice, be nice. No, 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 no. Okay, and I want to win. News was real. Okay, so here's the question. I'm going to answer the question and stick to the topic, though. Thank you. January 20, 2021. Yep. Yeah. Eddie's driving north on the 405, home from work, and the sun is setting, and my my iPhone starts vibrating on my hip. Yes. And I look down and I'm seeing tons of crazy ass tweets. This is one like, dramatic what? brother, man. Yes, I love, I love oh the story. Goodness, you're like, amazing. He's totally getting it. coming from. I want, I want whatever you're smoking to know. And, and, I want to be smoking on, wait, 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 that wait, myself, before, before, before he f- goes on, everyone that's listening, you understand January 20th is when this thing goes down. Right. January 20th, middle of the afternoon, that's when, in theory, it would be Biden walking up to say goodbye, Trump, and they stand on the... Or they, Trump they, saying goodbye, They Biden. wave on the, the porch of the White House. They all wave at everybody. Nice photo op, pomp and circumstance, and then he flies off in the sunset. Continue, Mike. Eddie, uh, don't let me cut you off. Go finish, ahead, brother. Go, go, go. I'm no, loving you. I'm no, loving no, what you're no, saying. No, Keep no, going. No, no, no. You're, you're feeling it. You're feeling yeah. it. Keep going. This is uh, driving 405 North, sunglasses on, inauguration day, but it's the evening already in L.A., oh, and it's late night on the East Coast over there. I'm listening to Ben Shapiro on KABC, of course, because I love KABC. Right. So, the soft air from the air conditioner is wafting over my nose. I'm feeling all California sunset. Keep going, brother. What's happening? What kind of car do you think I'm in? Don't worry about uh, it, Eddie. No, help no, tell, help tell me, me resolve this problem. Tell us about these. these uh, uh, so, please so, get to the so, end, please. So we hear Ben Shapiro on the news, and he's saying, listen, Donald Trump has pent him up, himself up or down in the fuel bunker. He's down <laughs> in the elevator underneath the White House. Oh, right. Popping his ass in there, and he's tweeting the heck out of everything, and he's holding all of our like NSA secrets hostage. And he was actually reading all that crap all along, and he's like, "Man, I'm going to tell you who shot JFK." And oh, like, but anyway, let, let me stop you. Let me stop you briefly. Let me stop you briefly. Now, if you take the pulse of of just the callers that we've had today, and just imagine that that's emblematic of the way that Americans think, there are people that would just tune you out immediately and say there's no possible way Trump is an honorable, hold on, Trump is an honorable man. He tells the truth. He will never do anything as dishonorable as refuse with physical force to leave. Now, the deeper question is whether he would, whether he wouldn't, if we had a contested election that really went to the next level, what do you think it would do to us as a nation? Without blaming anyone right, right. Well, what do you think anybody, that would happens? do to us as a nation, Eddie? Oh, man, it's like a, a divided nation. I think it's totally a divided nation at that point because it, we're going to be having a massive issue. And Trump is going to believe like this dangling Chad runoff theory from... Will there be civil uh, unrest? This is the, Eddie, will there, Eddie, will there be civil unrest? Will it really happen? 
or will everyone just kind of like go to sleep and wake up the next day and go to work? I think I think there's enough uh, animosity going on um, against Trump, even in the swing votes right now, to neutralize any kind of uh, potential civil unrest over Donald Trump. I now, think this is the deepest contained. question. This is the deepest question I could ask you, yeah. and I want everyone listening to think about this. How is that any different than right now? How is that level <laughs> of hatred and division? Not, not much and of a difference. Here. How is that any different than today? I want you to think about it. Hector, we're going to get to you right after the break. Mike, don't go anywhere. We're going to uh, actually have all of the answers in the world because the yes. crystal ball seems to be lighting up. It's lighting up. Oh, my yeah. goodness. It's warming up right you now. You really want to hear this last segment, folks. We love I think you. I'm going to ask the, the crystal ball, who's Roger Stone going to vote for? Oh. I mean, he's out now, right? So he can vote. I think it only gives he like eight, vote, right? eight bowl. <laughs> I think it for? says it's decidedly so. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's I don't just, know. I think we're going to have that. That's a, that's, a, that's a lock. We love this country and we love you all, folks. We're going to be right back. Oh, Eddie, you didn't have to go. We love you all. Come on, come on. We'll be right back. Well, I'm taking my time. I'm just moving yeah. along. You'll forget about me You know, this is, I, Boston's like cocaine for me, man. As soon as I hear Boston, I just go crazy. It's really amazing. Now, Jim, I don't think you've done blow as far as I know. Wow. I'm messing with you. Yeah, Folks, we're saying, really, right? we're kind of uh, feeling like we're born in the wrong team in the wrong place. We love the music of the 70s so much here, if you're listening to the stuff that we play in the break. Anyway, we're wondering, uh, the nation that we love and cherish, are we headed off of a cliff? Are we already there? Uh, the divisions within this nation, uh, I think no matter who you talk to, or you have to agree that we've got some major, major rifts. We're not listening to each other anymore, and we have all kinds of problems and the ultimate climax is going to happen in November. And many people will see that as a referendum on who's right and who's wrong. Almost no one will see it as it doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong. We're one nation and we got to start getting together and get this big evil behind us, get this invisible division behind us. Try to get back together, man. Then we'll just have another problem and there'll be another suit in the White House or the same suit, but we won't get anywhere as a nation. Hector from Southgate, you've been so patient. Hector. Thank you for calling the Nation Divided, brother. Uh, we're dying to know what you think. Talk to us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm just uh, so disgusted. You know, I, I think this this has been going on for a long time, for like yes. 50 years, under under the Kennedy administration. Mm. They they weakened our laws. Are you north of 70 years no. old, Hector? No, I'm 65. All right, brother. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. Yes. Your voice matters. Uh, Anybody I, older, I'm telling you, keep going, brother. Keep Yes. <laughs> to me, I just feel, you know, it's, they've just been weakening our country little bit by little bit. You know, our laws, look at our three, we had a three strikes law that was working well. They got rid of that. Uh, uh, in New York, was search and stop and frisk. You know, it's just one thing after another. And then they have these organizations, Antifa and and BLM. Yeah. Those people need to be investigated. Well, you know? I can tell you and one thing. Is, In the old days, we wouldn't have put up with this. Well, you've been around for a while. You've seen a lot of different administrations. Uh, who's the first yeah. president, Hector, that you really remember actually really knowing who that person was? I mean, I was alive when Nixon was alive, but oh. I don't remember. Who was the first president that you actually really remember really well? Kennedy, John okay. Kennedy. Okay, I thought you would say that. Now, Kennedy came at a time when our nation was incredibly divided. 
I mean, that was really the first major, huge uh, exposition of cultural of riffs. Yep, huge. Every, the, everybody hated uh, whoever was on the other side. Some in, big during messed steps politically, a lot of ways there. Now, now, Hector, I'm dying to hear how you're going to answer this because you've been around. You obviously have a clean head. You're rational. You're obviously paying attention. You got a good heart. Where are? Where do we rank now? In terms of all of your experience, in terms of the divisions within our internal fabric as Americans, even compared to the Kennedy administration and Nixon and, and the Vietnam War and all of that that happened then, where do you think we, we rank now? Is this the most divided we've ever been or not? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I, I never saw it like this because at least with Martin Luther King, he did it the right way, you know, nonviolence. Yes, amen. And he got the job. And he got the job done. Amen. Uh, now, do we've you, allowed these, you know, people to go crazy, looting and burning, and you know, I, all I know is that back in the old days, it, we wouldn't have put up with this. This would have been nipped in the bud. It's like when you have a bully. If you don't take care of that bully quickly. He's just going to keep on bullying you. Well, there have been a lot of issues that have kind of boiled over the surface. And you're, you're bringing yeah. together a lot. Of, you're bringing to mind just a really, you know, a lot of things that are happening. We've got people in the streets. Uh, there, there have been a lot of episodes of, of me, lawlessness. This is a revolution. This is, this is a, a, a under-the-table revolution that's going on right now. And the Democrats are with them. You know, I don't. Trump wins, they're going to go crazy. It's going to. Well, you know, they're what, going to what's going to happen if Biden wins? Do what, you think the Trump Biden supporters wins, will go yeah. crazy? I mean, do you think that there will be uh, another? Go ahead. Yeah, what Biden do you think? Would win. I think their plan is if Biden wins, I don't think he'll be around long. And uh, that's funny. Uh, you mean just because, because of physical uh, physical conditions? Yeah, because he's older. Is that yeah. what they're thinking? And, and, and Hector, yeah. please don't use your real name because the Secret Service may be listening to what you're saying <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. No, no, and uh, you don't ever want to even in no, passing no, mention something happening to, to a yeah. president or, right. or a president. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They will show up at your door. I'm telling you, it's yeah. crazy. Keep Not going. even a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want anything to happen to him or anything. You know, I just don't think he'll be in charge long enough. The vice president will take over. Do you think that our country would work best with Republicans and Democrats working together? Or do you just think that it's out of hand and we just need one party to take over and just destroy the other party? Uh, There's always going to be two parties because, you know, people have different opinions. Amen. Hector, thank you so much for calling. And listen, I I want to thank you uh, for, you know, anytime someone that's elderly, I have so much respect for for anyone who's lived through this country and given some different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, we miss Kennedy. Yeah, I really love yeah, the, right. you know, hearing the voice of people who have been there and done that. Thank you so much for calling, Hector. Mike, I want to switch back to you real quickly. Um, now, I want to ask you this, Mike. Now, without accusing one side or another side of wrongdoing, without saying that this person did this or this person's evil and this person's good, what do you think could happen in November that would actually have the effect of bringing us together instead of further drawing a wedge between our human family. Do you think... That- nothing, nothing can happen. I'll tell you why. The most united we have been in my lifetime was after the um, 9-11 jihad terrorist attack. This country was incredibly united. It's because we had a common enemy. Democrats, a very good point. Everyone was united. Yeah. And what happened was, in order to defeat... President Bush, George W. Bush, and his reelection, the Democrat Party and their allies in the media started creating division, dissension. They kept working out because Republicans don't win elections when we're united. They win elections by dividing us. It's divide and conquer. 
And that's part of the overall Marxist strategy is dividing Congress by race, by gender, by class. So we will not be more united. I believe there's going to be violence in the streets no matter who wins the election. Mike, I wish I could talk to you all afternoon, but mm, unfortunately I'm going to have to ask you to put a bow on it. Now, yeah. Mike, I really love your, your uh, analysis. Uh, and what Mike is saying is some may consider pessimistic, some may consider realistic. Uh, but the point is, is that we are so divided. Right. Is there any nonviolent outcome that can work? I mean, is there any type of person or group of people that could say enough is enough? I don't care if you're Democrat. I don't care if you're Republican. Yeah. Is there any solution? Is there any amount of evidence, that, any amount of reporting, any right. amount of data? It just That would know. require something that's not going to happen, which is a total reform in the news media. They promote and teach about our founding, the true founding of our country, not what the New York Times is teaching, the true founding that we're all created equal. We have unalienable yeah. God-given rights that no people or government can take away. The purpose of government is to protect our freedom. And mm. when it fails to do that, we can fix it. We I can got common ground it. with you, Mike. Thank I you so much for ground. calling. Uh, Jim, Thanks, why Mike. don't you tell them, listen, we don't have a whole lot of time left. Tell our folks, good job, Mike. Tell our folks just a little bit about some of the times this has happened in our nation before. Well, I'll tell you about the single time. that It was arguably the most contentious presidential election in history was the uh, Tilden Hayes election. That right. was So that was in 1876. And so what happened there, you're 10 years after the Civil War, Reconstruction's still in the South. Right. And you've got uh, a guy in Tilden who's a Democrat candidate. You've got... Hayes, and in those days, the Democrats kind of were on the conservative white side, and the Republicans were kind of Southern on the liberal yeah. people of color. Anyway, Southern Democrats. On. So, yeah, Tilden, all of his support came from the South. And so what basically happened is you had several states. I think it was like perhaps maybe Florida, Louisiana, I'm thinking. I think it was maybe South Carolina's in there. You've got several states where you have two different uh, results. You've got electors that are the Republican electors, and you've got Democrat electors that both say our guy won. So now you Is got the coincidence that all of those states were southern states well, during well, the Civil War. Okay, anyway, right? keep so, going, keep going, keep so going. Let's get to what happened because keep this going. is what it, this is. This is the this is the thing. I think that people sometimes don't appreciate that this is a real problem. This is a real potential scenario. Yes, it could happen, and we could find ourselves there again. And what's the end result? Not how many uh, McDonald's get burned down down the street for some riot. Not a bunch of people getting crazy and mad on Fox News. I'm talking about real, no BS legislative results. So here's what happens. You get the House has to make a decision because they've got these states who have said, hey, yes. we're giving you both candidates and you can't take both. It's got to be one or the other. They got to make a decision. So the House had to so, decide who was president. Uh, the House had to decide who was president. And of course, they had to be legislation to do that. What do they do? They appoint a committee to, do, to decide this. And here's what happened. The Compromise of 1877 is what it was called. Yep. And most people don't even know what this was. But basically what it was was this. The Democrats came in the House to the Republicans. They said, here's what we'll do. We'll concede the election, and we will let Hayes be the man. We'll let you guys win the, the presidency, but here's what we want in return. Withdraw federal troops in Reconstruction and let right. us do what we want to do with the black population in the South. Dog whistles. And the states' rights. States' and, rights and states was a dog and whistle. The and, the, and the Republicans said yes. And so immediately – and here's what's really interesting about That's this. That's when you all can, the Jim Crow and this, everything this started. Thing, this isn't conspiracy. This, you got to – this is the reality of it. At, right after that, what happens? Jim Crow laws pop up. Right. I mean, you know, you, you, you got to call a duck a duck. I mean, that's what happened. So, folks, listen, uh, we've had a really lively discussion. Uh, I really am incredibly interested uh, in what everyone's thinking and feeling right now uh, because I believe that there are invisible forces that are tearing us apart. And they do not need to be doing that. And we do not need to give them the credence that we're giving. And I think that everyone needs to just stop looking at 
the problem in terms of them or those people or those groups of people and all of those horrible people. Because whether you realize it or not, you're parroting something that has been told to you. We actually have so much more in common as a nation. And we were talking about 9-11. Mike said that that was when we were the same, closest. I guarantee you, yeah. if we get attacked by another nation, there's not going to be no black and white oh, yeah. people. Absolutely. There will not be Republicans right. and Democrats. We are going to throw down and, and come get together. together and destroy our enemy. We have to look at but the why enemy in terms why of we, the, the invisible division. We have to look at the enemy as the thing that's threatening our existence as Amen. a nation. Folks. Right. And not the party. Folks. I cut you off, Jim, and you're giving me attitude. Finish your point. Attitude. Finish That's, your point. Wayman's giving you attitude. No, Wayman's right. saying go. Folks, even if we disagree with you. We love you all. We love you all. We really do. Thanks for tuning Same. in. We're going to be switching to two hours pretty soon. Be safe out there, folks, really. It's not as bad as you think. Just love you all. This show is pre-recorded and furnished by, by the, Cochran the Cochran Firm. Welcome back, folks. We are KBC Talk Radio AM 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. I am Brian Dunn with my best friend, Mr. James Oates, talking about issues that vex us as a country, issues that divide us. Voting. We are not Voter Republican. Fraud. We are not Democrat. Yeah, evil things like evil that. Evil stuff, man. But we are not Republican. We're not Democrat. We keep saying that. We just want to understand what's happening in our nation. We have a real hot issue now. Our actually, president. I, I actually am a Republican. You're a Republican? Those, I'm one of those registered. What is it now? I think it's uh, in the county of Los Angeles. It's 2.4 million registered Democrats, and there's only 900,000. Or is it 2.9? 2.9 million Democrats and only 900,000 registered Republicans. I'm one of those 900,000 that are left. You know, a lot of people have left California because they have felt that this state is so inhospitable to, to a conservative, con conservative viewpoint, viewpoint. that but they now just are, don't longer want to be here. But and there's, that, there's nothing good that can come out of that. There's a lot of nonpartisan people, though. That's another thing that's interesting. Like if you go back like into the 80s, it was the other way around. In the 80s, L.A. County was a Republican county. Well, the but, juggernaut was Ronald Reagan. That's true. That you couldn't. You had no chance. Nobody could have. Jesus Christ could not have have won against Ronald <laughs> Reagan. He was killing her. I mean, he, he California. Right. He won California. Well, and a lot of Reagan Republicans who were, by definition, really technically are Barry Goldwater Republicans, which you know, guy I actually like. But we've had you and I've gotten into this before about that. But I mean, those guys, they probably agreed or disagree. They probably said, you know what, nonpartisan now, and that's that's what you see. There's like 1.4 million nonpartisan. In L.A. County. Just don't, I'm not even going to be in a party now. Right. And that's kind of where I fall. But for right. those of you who may be tuning in, we have a hot issue. The president has suggested we delay the election. And the reason given was that in its current form, it will lend to such a high degree of fraud and um, just people, uh, just voter fraud that, it, you know, it has to be delayed. How long should it be delayed for what purpose? Right. <laughs> and what are we, what are we going to do when we get to the end? If we do decide we're going to delay the election, what right. are we going to do when we get to January 1st? And all of the congressmen and women have now their terms have expired. Right. So what I, are don't, they, I don't know if it's going to stay true. along. It'd be I mean, like if we decide to rob a bank and we get in there and we haven't really got a plan for how we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how it's going to happen. Uh, we, we kind of Oops. came here to rob the place, but we don't I know how that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's change the system. Let's do it. Yeah, great. Yeah. They wake up the next morning and they're like, oh, what did we do? <laughs> we broke it. So do we have a problem with voting? And is there an issue now that it really should be taken seriously in terms of votes being counted that could not be counted otherwise? 
Uh, we have some facts we're going to drop on you that uh, are really going to be uh, mind-boggling because it was mind-boggling to me when I heard it. Uh, but for now, uh, we're just going to talk about this general concept. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-KBC. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think. Kevin from Los Angeles, you've been so wonderful and held for a while. We're going to need to in a minute, too. Tell us what's the situation, brother. Do we have a problem with right. that? Right. Um, I, like, like I said, my wife was uh, first time to experience boating. So I took her down to a pole and to get her uh, our, our, our polling ticket. And the lady said, no, uh, you're ready to vote. And I say, she can't be because this is her first time. She wanted to go to a polling station and vote for the first time. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, you vote by mail. And she said, I did not vote by mail. I was explained to well, the lady. There you go. That's the reason why. Yes. So back to where I received uh, the previous ballot from the previous homeowner, I could vote her on her behalf. And she would be going down to a poll or or she mailing ballot or whatever it is because I vote for her first. She, well, then uh, was kicked out and her vote would not count. Well, but that's what happened. Well, I was Kevin, afraid. That's the reason why. Yeah. Kevin, let me ask you this question, though, Kevin. This is something that I'd really like to know. So just talk about just the concept of absentee ballot for a minute. Let's say that you're talking about a guy that's in the military and he's deployed over in Afghanistan somewhere. Do you at least agree that that guy who's overseas should be allowed to put an absentee vote in? Do you agree with that? I agree with that, but there's one thing, because absentee ballot has a validation uh, regarding to that, right? Is there's a multiple step to get an absentee ballot, but right. the... Uh, but the, yeah, so you know it's totally different than a mail-in. Well, ballot. so then the, let's There's extend no let's extend that logic a little bit. Then if someone's sick or they're ill or some sort of thing like maybe a, a disease or a virus is going to prevent a person from being able to go to the polls, do you believe that they should be able to get an absentee ballot? Uh, yes. Can you uh, explain to the audience what's the different uh, absentee ballot versus yeah. the uh, Great point, ballot. Kevin. Yes, I've got yeah. this gentleman. Going, yeah. explain that? And then the people have an understanding. What is it? It's, right. It's differently. Going, check and balance going, absentee ballot. Going back to the whole point, yeah. here's, the, here's the point. When you have an absentee ballot or you're in a state that requires you to request an absentee ballot, you have to first ask for it and then you got to have a reason to get it. And there's a lot of reasons why different states do it that way. But the essential idea is those are states where they believe first and foremost that you have to show up. You should have to show up to be able to vote. And that's an old, old tradition. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're a person that's a mail-in vote person, you didn't have a particular reason. You're in a state where they don't make you have to have a reason to get the vote that's a, right. essentially an absentee vote. But here's the really critical part, though, Kevin. There's no difference in the way it's counted. There's no difference in the way they tell an absentee ballot is valid or not versus a mail-in. They still check the person's name against their registration card, and then they decide, okay, has this person tried to vote twice before? Just like the example you said, your wife, she was disallowed. It was her first time. It was her too. first time, and that's yeah. terrible, and it's really wrong that that happens. And I do believe that that does happen, but I believe it's unfortunate to say it this way. There's going to be loss in the system because we have such a big system, and it's a shame that your wife kind of got lost in the mix. But does that mean that we shouldn't do it at all? Right. We have some unique issues, too, because there there is a very real concept. Now, some folks out there may believe that it's not a real concept, but there are a lot of people that think that 
our uh, particular president, as unique and, and maverick as he is, may not accept the election results when they actually come down. And that could be something that creates a problem that we haven't really had before. The same president has said uh, very recently as this week that the election should be postponed. Um, the, the problem is if that happened, that would affect everyone else in the Republican Party. They have uh, kind of had a severe backlash. We want to know do we have a problem. Uh, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-5222. Are the voting issues so right. significant in our country? That we are suffering from a situation where voter fraud may impact the election. Uh, should the election be delayed? You know, uh, I, I know this is going to sound really partisan, but I got a key off of what you just said here a second ago. And this is a little anecdote. Back in April, uh, Joe Biden was doing a fundraising event. And I'm going to paraphrase what he said. But at this fundraising event, he told these people, mark my words. He said, mark my words. President Trump will try to come up with a reason to delay the election and this is, of course, when the coronavirus thing was first breaking out. Now, at mm-hmm. that time, President Trump came out like a couple of days later and said, absolutely not. I would never try to do that. And then he, when one of the anecdotes he does, he said, ah, November 3rd, it's a great date. I like that date. It's a good number. We should keep it that way. So I think it's kind of interesting that he said that. And now he's kind of tweeted out this thing. And now he came back. And then he came back out. To be fair to him, he did come back out this past week and said, that's not what I meant. I didn't really mean we should change the election date. And, folks, 58 million people or there's so many people that voted for Trump. There's so many people that are staunch Trump supporters. And they will. And we don't want to we don't want to say anything in a way that, you know, it feels like that that they're. They're being marginalized their vote doesn't count. But we do want to know, do we have a real problem that hasn't existed before? Voting has been an issue uh, since the dawn of the country. Uh, There have always been ways that people have been disenfranchised. We want to know, do we still have that problem? Uh, Aaron from Calabasas, you've been holding. And I want to thank you so much for being so patient. Folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-KBC. Uh, do we have a real problem? Will the president take the election? Will, will he not? Do we have voter fraud? Should we delay it? What's happening, uh, Aaron? What do you think we should be doing with all of this? Well, I know this coronavirus, the politics and everything that's been going on has been extremely taxing on all of us to try to make sense with everything that's going on. I that's just a great point, you Aaron. You know, right. I mean, you talk to people in general, in line, everyone's so stressed and so stressed, right. they're actually stopped watching the news, even though there's a lot of information that is valuable for us to hear. One of the things that I just want to bring up is sort of common sense. And uh, the thing that, speak, uh, that kind of piqued my interest was what Obama said in his speech at the funeral when he talked about, we don't want... We don't want Americans to go vote and get sick. And I, I looked at that, and I immediately thought about, well, you know, when I go to Costco and I stand in line for an hour because the lines are really long. Right. And I'm wearing a mask, and there's a wind flow. Man, I just I go. Mean, I walk right out that story every time. Every time. But go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> seriously. And I, and I sit in line, and I'm going, well, I mean, quite honestly, I'm taking a risk here just to go get some goods and services. I don't see the difference in applying that to in the, in the extremely valuable time of this vote, that it's so important to get it right. That's a great point, think, Aaron. What if it was seven yeah, hours I, instead of one hour, though? What if it was, uh, again, the, the situation I'm referring to is the situation in Kentucky that kind of it, it highlighted and it brought to the national attention. Uh, there was a community that had only one voting booth, and the average time to vote was seven hours. And the question is, is that effectively taking away... Uh, an individual's right to vote if it is that long. you have any thoughts on that? 
Well, I think inherently, I just think the voting process in general has flaws all over the place. And each year they try to make it better and better and better. There's no real foolproof method. The one thing that you do hear is when you hear shocking information like L.A. County is 112 percent of the voting of the registered voters, which leads to 12 percent potential fraud or misuse in some degree. Mm And so with, within, with these type of things, I do remember going in and voting and seeing some guy um, who had no idea why he was there. He, they handed him a ballot, and he voted. And I, I and about five other people were like, What's going on he here? He, yeah, was he dropped off at a bus? Or does he? who is he? They didn't ask him a question. They gave him a, a ballot. He walked in a box, pressed a button, and left. And ever since then, I always said, you know, I hope we get this process right for the American people because voting is a privilege and it shouldn't be politicized. It's a right. It's a right. There's a difference between a right and a privilege. I think voting is a right. You know, it's something that everyone should have. Well, I mean, it's what being an American is all about. It's what the flag is all about. It's what America is about is that freedom to vote and the freedom to think and have a choice and have a conversation, not be afraid to speak. And when, when you got pretty much everyone and every platform we look to, is confusing to what is right or what is wrong if you're just looking at it from first view. Well, I think hey, Aaron, in hang, hang on just yeah, a second. Yeah, we're going to take Aaron, a break. We're going to we're gonna put you on hold. But, yeah, we're going to have to take. Is it, is it break time? I'm going to yeah, take a short time. break yeah, right now. Aaron, stay with us. Aaron. You're bringing some no good problem. points. We're and, right and, back to you, folks. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at one eight hundred two 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 five two 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 one eight hundred two 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 KBC. Uh, the issue is voting. Uh, do we have an, a problem with every vote being counted in this country? Uh, there have been certain issues that have been teed off. Are we? Is it such a bad problem that we may have to delay uh, the election? Uh, do we have other issues that we're not even aware of? Because there's going to be computers involved. And are we actually going to be able to do this thing in November? I don't or know. Or is there going to be a situation it's where... It's very superstitious. <laughs> we're just going to have to hold it. We love y'all. We'll you be right back, folks. Because I like the words. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. Everybody loves Stevie, don't they? You gotta I love Stevie. Stevie. Come on. Excellent, man. I actually I had a conversation with Stevie Wonder himself last week. It was amazing. We have a very interesting situation, folks. Everyone will be asked, where were you and what were you doing in oh, 2020? Yeah. In our generation, at least. This is yeah, such I didn't a pivotal... mean to do that at the top of the show. I, I, I felt bad about that, actually, because I said, I mean, come on, like this has never happened before. But, you know, in our generation, this is a big deal. But we've had bad times. Well, but going back even to the Eisenhower, remember Eisenhower Stevenson, that was, that was crazy. That was a crazy vote that time. Well, you know, whenever it's close and whenever the nation is really, really divided and you have these partisan issues coming up, uh, you're going to have a lot of people accusing the other side of doing things. Uh, or that they will do things. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I fear for exactly. my children because they'll drop the atom bomb. Well, I mean, ugh, Well, but the thing on. is, I mean, there's it, real evidence of it. And the, it, when it, we have a situation like we have here where the, the system is rigged to uh, have a certain blocking and tackling. I mean, whatever it is, is it's legal. For gerrymandering, which basically means that a politician can draw the lines in their district... Uh, that is perfectly legal. No one has said it's illegal. 
But it does disenfranchise whoever is getting drawn out of that line. And the, the politicians are doing it. But on the so that, and again, Democrats do this as well as Republicans. But on the, but on the flip side, our system, there has to be some way to decide where are those the lines going to be drawn. Someone's got to do that. And that, that job has to be given to somebody. So our founders sort of, sort of set it up. To, and it, it's a flaw. I'll give you that. It's gerrymandering is a real problem. I like what Aaron said before, though. Aaron said nothing's going to be perfect. Right. We got to have some system. Nothing's going to be perfect. But now one of the things he said, too, that I wanted to go back to was he was talking about being in a polling station and seeing someone being brought in that they didn't even know where they were and they were kind of shuffled around and then they went to vote. Well, I mean, yeah, I get that. And there probably is a lot of that. Maybe there's not that much of it, but maybe there is. But the po- my point would be to say. Well, well, again, I don't even know if that do? particular instance was validated. Well, I had a lot of on, questions though. with it, but be, I wasn't going to press him on it. Come on, come on. Give me a break. You know that there are people that are going in to vote that shouldn't be voting. I right? don't I mean, know. Oh, no, I do on. not know that. Come I don't know. On. I've you never know seen it happen in front of me. I don't have any evidence of that. I don't know. It's a felony. I don't know. that there are people that go in to vote that have never even heard of the politicians that are on the ballot, and they just choose the – they just click the checkboxes. But here's my point. My point is what are we going to do about that? Are we just going to say that we're going to decide who can and can't vote? I mean, well, you know, I don't know if I can agree with the premise, but and that's what one of the issues. Agree with what premise? The premise that that we should be that the system should be that people are voting that should not be allowed to vote. That people are voting that should not be allowed to vote. There, you're telling me that you believe in a system that's as free and open as ours. That there would never be a circumstance of fraud or never be a circumstance. Well, you're saying never now, Jim. Never isn't something that is always going to be. My point, Brian, is to say this: what's our what's our choice going to be? Our 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 system. It's going to be open and free, and you're going to have times when there's going to be people who exploit it and do something wrong, or you're going to have an authoritarian state where you're just going to lock it down. You're going to try to chop people off and not let them do anything at all. Let me tell you some unfortunate aspects of this country's history. Uh, There have been several concerted efforts to disenfranchise and eliminate the power to vote. Uh, that have been part of the DNA right. and the fabric. V- the poll tax was Which is one. the whole point. Uh, the idea that there are so many right. in-person voting registration places that have been completely systematically dismantled. Which is the whole point of when someone says, well, I saw someone being shuffled in and they were voting and they didn't even know where they were. Okay, well. I'm, objection, see- lacks foundation. Objection, hearsay. No, objection, may- closer speculation. What are you looking at? I don't but know. here's the point, Brian. Maybe you see that happen. But what's the alternative? What are you going to do? Tell them they can't vote that way? Tell them that they have to be turned away? Are you going to start checking people's IQ when they go to vote? Come on. We can't do that. This is this is a free country. We have to allow that there's going to be times that there's going to be a flaw in the system. It's just going to happen. We have to minimize them. We can agree with that. Folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-5222. Should we delay the election? Do we have real problems with voter fraud? We'd love to hear your opinions, folks, and uh, we are not going to snap at you at all. Uh, we only snap at either, each other. In terms of the studio, only one person's going to leave the studio. Either Jim or I are going to leave the studio. It's going to be a fight at the end of the day, and only one of us is going to be walking to out of here. I'm telling you that air. right now. It's going to be game on. They never get to hear on. this on the air. They always think that we're yeah. like kumbaya love. We would know? probably get a pretty good ratings if they could videotape what's happening with us. right? But anyway, folks, we love you. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. We're going to go to Chris from Glassdale Park. Thank you so much for calling Welcome to a nation divided, hey. brother. Do we have a situation here that really demands our attention, or is this just every other year? I think if you check out some of the articles that were written in the L.A. Times of the uh, Democratic Party's uh, efforts to do vote harvesting, when they go to individual polls, write down those who have not voted, and then go to their houses and say, we will deliver your ballot for Great you. Great point. 
Now, Chris, can you and tell our that listeners is uh, that is rampant? What is voter harvesting? For those of imagine someone just tuned in and they don't really know what that means. Uh, can you explain that to us? Jim can help. Uh, what exactly is this concept? It, it, it is a it is a legal process in California, strangely enough, that uh, that that partisan political operatives can. You broke up the, briefly. The people who have actually voted. Yes. And then the ones who have not voted go and knock on their door and cordially say, we'll take your ballot for you and we'll take, we'll take care for you. You're too busy to go out. But now, Chris, here's the question, though, then. What do we do about that? How do we change the system to somehow Voter ID. Voter oh. ID. But, Chris, that's what happens. People have to give their ID when they go in to vote. And even if they do a mail-in vote, they, that vote you've gets actually counted got once and it goes against. You're a resident, that you're a citizen, that voter ID. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly how it's supposed to happen, and that's how, what they try to do. But there are flaws in the and system, it sure and it gets missed. Well, but my, it my doesn't happen that way. But my point is, is that going back to the concept of voter harvesting. So you've got groups that are going out, they're trying to encourage people to vote, and then they end up moving them one direction or another and telling them how they should vote. Okay, that's wrong. But what are we going to do to stop that? Are we just going to completely eliminate people going out to try to get people to vote? I guess my question again is, what you're saying is voter ID, voter ID. Well, that's there, brother. What are we going to do to change the system otherwise? Because we're already doing One of the ways the the Democrat-controlled legislature has has brought about this voter harvesting, which is the most beneficial way that they have got of stacking the system. It's why there was such a huge turnover in Orange County. It's one of the reasons that I changed my vote, my registration to independent from being a lifelong Democrat. Mm. It's fraudulent. Is this happening on a large scale and has it been proven, Chris? Or is this just a, you know, have, has there ever been a study well, as to how many it, votes are actually are actually harvested in the matter? I don't know how many are actually harvested, but what I have read in the L.A. Times earlier this year when they did analysis of the 2018 election was that there were there were 112 percent ballots that oh. were turned in. He, he's saying that they the were. The, the, I kind of did wonder was, how Orange County right. became blue right, all of a exactly. sudden. I, I personally yeah, was kind of wondering that. When I was when like, he, wow. He's saying the research <laughs> proves that there were more people trying to submit voter ballots than that we actually had registered voters. Mm, that's I, a real problem. And see, here's that the thing. I, again, I agree, I agree with Chris. Chris, uh, please understand. I'm not beat and trying to beat you up. Actually, I like what you're saying. But here's my point. No, well, I'm, I, I, I'm what, just what, adamant about, about ex- letting but, this but here's the, Well, that's here's why the we love I, you, Chris. That's, I want, that's why I want to keep drilling on you because here's the thing. We're talking about something that is a real problem. But what are we going to do to fix that? In other words, like how, how else can we solve this problem without eliminating access, without limiting people's ability to go get a vote in in the first place? Right. In other words, to put it nobody, a different nobody, I don't believe that anybody has ever been stopped from from applying for an absentee ballot. That oh, system works. Well, I think or, that or I, I'll agree. And, and you can mail that in. And wait a minute. We're, now, with mail-in ballots, we're expecting that the post office is all of a sudden going to get their crap together? Right. Well, okay, now that's, now that's now, something we that didn't even talk about. There today. have been I mean, folks that have had problems with the absentee ballots. So we, as you can see, we got a very hot issue right. here, folks. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Don't, don't, don't go anywhere, Chris. Don't go anywhere. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Voting, do we have a problem? Do we not? Uh, we're going to be taking a very short break. Uh, this is a very hot year. 
We've had suggestions that the entire thing should be delayed. Chris was just hitting something about the mail. And is the mail going to be able to handle all the mail-in vote? That's a real question. Have right. you gone there yet? The U.S. Postal Stuff Services having made right. mad problems. Uh, do we have a situation where our system of being able to vote, the constitutional guarantee of a vote, is kind of falling by the wayside? So we're going to talk about these issues when we come back, but I'm always going to bring up the specter, the evil devil in the room, which is that somebody is going to win this thing right. and somebody is going to lose. And the people that are wanting to win don't really care if the people against them may not be heard. Ouch, it's true, though. Damn. Really, this is unfortunate, but true. Conrad, we're going to get to you first after the break. Man is pure rock and roll. Absolutely. Welcome back, folks. We are KBC Talk Radio AM 790. Uh, you are listening to A Nation Divided. I am Brian Dunn with my best friend, Mr. James Oates, talking about some of the issues vexing our nation, some of the things tearing us apart, some of the things that sometimes folks don't want to talk about. Today, the issue is voting, and, the, and it's such an uh, incredible issue because the Supreme Court weighed in, uh, the president weighed in, suggesting there maybe should be a delay. Uh, there are all of these uh, demons that have come out uh, concerning all of the things that can make uh, the issue skewed one way or another. Uh, are we going to have more mail-in people? Uh, is that going to be a major issue? Obviously, less people are going to be going to the polls because of, of COVID-19. Uh, and there's this idea that we've heard from a few folks about voter harvesting. Now, when I was in college yeah, like a this. long time ago, the, the cutting-edge civil rights folks... We're saying voter registration. Right. And the idea is that you would go to someone who hadn't voted before, get them registered, and get them registered to vote. Now, that was considered to be a good thing. It was a progressive thing. A lot of people lost their lives trying to do that in the South in the 50s, frankly. Right. How is that different than the word voter harvesting? It really isn't different. I mean, there are examples they've given. Like, I read an article. This has been some months back. But I read an article uh, about uh, – and this – I'm going to paraphrase all of this, of course. This is anecdotal, but – that, that the Democratic Party, I think it was in Orange County, they were organizing parties, voter parties. And so they would have people, they encourage people to come to this party, and then they're going to tell them all about voting and getting, you know, and they're going to register them. And oh, by the way, and here are our candidates, and here's the reason that they're good for you. Right. Well, okay, I get it. If you're a staunch Republican and you hear that the Democrats figured out to do something really clever and cool like that, maybe you're going to get mad and say, hey, I don't like that because it's going to make my guy lose. But then I got to say, well, guess what? You know what? It's politics. But so the Democrats are a, more guilty a, of gerrymandering, though, than pretty much well, any and, other party. And, and I get that. And I and all of these are real legitimate problems. But to, again, to say that that alone, voter harvesting. And so therefore, we can't make any other changes to our voting system. And then anything that's electronic or mail-in is completely bad. And so let's instead of – like here's the alternative that we're saying. Here's the alternative. Let's just tell everybody, stay at home and just don't vote. And then those of us I think we should get like a really badass psychic to just see how everybody feels. Right. And and everybody will just at one point just have your mood. And she'll say the mood says that, you know, there won't be any voting. She's going to read people's thoughts. Why am I so keyed up over this? I don't know why. I don't know why. But but, I mean, what are we going to do? Are we just going to say people go home and don't vote? I mean, mail-in voting, it's an option. It's something that's been done. It's something that has been done with some success. Why talk about voter harvesting in relationship? The to absence that? of love is apathy. That's you should be keyed up, brother. I love you for it. <laughs> Conrad from Reseda. Thank you so much for holding, brother. Uh, Mike, we're going to get to you next. 
We are really, really getting show. worked up. I think my blood pressure has probably raised. Oh, I, nice, I, nice I need somebody sure. to bring in some alcohol soon. Conrad, <laughs> tell me, how are we going to handle this situation? Well, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how to handle it, but I do think that a lot of people that I hear on the talk shows throughout the week keep on saying that there should not be mail-in voting, and it's kind of ironic that Trump is a mail-in voter. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yes. That's a big deal. Right, we didn't bring. Well, what was he? Didn't, didn't he, didn't he really out, advocate yeah. for it? Uh, like oh three or something, but well, but anyway, he, he's done it himself. I mean, of course, yeah, we didn't bring that up because we didn't want to kind of stoop to that sort of level of being comedy. But yeah, it's it not right, stupid. Conrad. So no, Conrad, Conrad, tell us, tell us a little right, bit about yeah. your thoughts, though. I mean, uh, you you obviously are someone that is passionate. We want to thank you for calling in. Uh, there are a lot of facts. There are a lot of misinformation. Um, if if Trump did mail in ballots, I don't think it's a big deal that he uh, is saying that they shouldn't be done now. How do you vote, Conrad? Do you go to the? We're polls? not. We don't want to know if you're Republican or Democrat. No, doesn't matter. Well, I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you. I've never voted, and I'm 52 years old. Wow, that's interesting. But yeah, there's a. You know, yeah. I tell you, there's you know? there's some interesting statistics out there about people that. Uh, well, and you're, it's great that you're honest, Conrad. There's a lot of people who will say they voted and they really didn't. There's exactly of, because because I, it's taboo, but. It's very easy. I would easy rather to... vote for Bugs Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right, funny. Right. Well, you better watch out. He might just be a write-in That's, candidate. Actually, I mean, he might be. Because yeah. we have, there, it's been a long time since there's been like a candidate people could really agree on. But the concept that, that Conrad's bringing up, and I really don't feel bad because it's your choice not to. And a lot of people, the reason why they don't vote is because they're feeling like it wouldn't matter anyway, number one. They're feeling like their vote is just, and they also, people don't vote because they don't really feel passionate about anything that's happening in regards to the election. But what we're really concerned about on the show, Conrad, is people that want to vote but can't. Or people that are not voting because they know it would be a seven-hour wait, for example. Or they know that they're going to have an ID that's going to get rejected. And some, some things that would really keep them from having that right. Do you think the election should be delayed, Conrad? I, that's ludicrous to even suggest that, I think. I think that yeah. no matter what, it should go on. And if they're, I mean, like... Ludicrous? I if you say bad Colorado, things about the president like that, the Secret Service will show up at your door. <laughs> and you're going to have problems. You're going to have no, man no, problems Conrad, in, Conrad. Anyway, keep you're going, You're covered, brother. Conrad. You're covered. Keep going, brother. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I heard the callers earlier about the gerrymandering. I've already, my head's almost exploded from the way that there's two North Dakotas, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, North Carolina, South Carolina, all those states over there in the East Coast that are for the, de for the Republicans. And a lot of times, a lot of people can't even get to the voting, and then they limit the locations to be able to vote right. in the time frames on the 2018 ridiculous yeah and some folks uh, in california may not understand that because we just don't have those gigantic problems in a lot of in a lot of more rural rural parts of our nation and let's face it folks most of america is not uh geographically in a big city right. the vast majority of this country and i hate when people call them flyover states because that's not that's not right well and that's my best the, friend is from one of them flyover states yeah, kentucky right. actually it's not that flyover we're so close to the east coast but i mean that's the thing I've, that's that's I've, the thing about the voters choice act right here in california and the idea that some counties still are not doing the voting right. thing the way we do it in la county but here's the thing like you said they're great big huge counties rural counties they're limited resources there's yeah. a lot of places where the cell phone tower doesn't even reach, folks right? may not have computers might not have computers. folks or might not have access, access to uh, cars for but, example you have to walk to a voting a voting booth but i think the point that's that we need to keep making is is that 
yes, there are problems with our system. Of course, there's problems with every system, but our voting system's really pretty good, and there's really very little fraud. Well, our president was asked, you know, would you accept the results? And his response was, predictably, well, we'll see. And I don't believe that he is of the mindset that these are problems that are just acceptable problems. I believe that uh, at least what he's telegraphing, and I'm not the only one who said this, is that if the result turns out a certain way, uh, he may be inclined to challenge it based on the idea that there was a mistake. And it's just like when we lose a case as lawyers, we appeal. And that's yeah. something that we do. And, you know, it's unfortunate that that kind of rhetoric might be leading to and might have led to someone like Conrad here, obviously very thoughtful guy. He took the time to call into the show today. Right. I hate to think that somebody would think, yeah, but you know what? For voting, I'm not going to do it because it won't matter or the system's broken or it doesn't work right. So why even bother? I mean, that is the single best expression right. of our of our individual power in our democracy. There you go. Thank you so much, Conrad. We're going to go to John from Diamond. Uh, I want to thank you for calling in, brother. Welcome to A Nation Divided. And if anyone else would like to call, we could take one or two more. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-KBC. This is about voting and counting everybody's votes. And disgruntled folks weighing in. John, tell us what the situation is. Do we have a problem? Do we not? Is this just a big illusion? Talk to us, brother. I guess of the choices you'd give me, I guess it would be a big illusion. I happen, to live in a, I happen to live in a district where we had a... Are you in California or are you out of state? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I live in Diamond Bar. Diamond okay. Bar. Uh, California. Yeah, uh -huh. Southern California. And we had a... Our representative our, uh, was elected the night of the election and actually went to Washington, was sworn in, young Kim, and then after mail-in ballots were found, uh, they actually, she lost her seat weeks after she was Man, declared the you would winner. need therapy after that. You've and already been sworn in, and the rug just got taken out from under yeah. you like that? That's going to hurt. She, she went to Washington, yes. And, and, it, and it, 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 so to clear up a misconception that I think there is, you can mail in your ballot. My wife, who lives in the same house as me, has always done absentee ballot. I bring her ballot with me to the to right. the. Uh, and you can drop that. That sounds a lot like yeah. harvesting. Anyway, yeah. keep going, John. Yeah, you're right. I definitely harvest. I think it's your, is it your <laughs> wife harvesting yeah, you your vote, though. Is it your wife doing <laughs> it to you, or you deserve? Which one? Good. I changed my whole phone service without even realizing it. Anyway, John, keep going. <laughs> in, in, in full disclosure, my wife actually usually says, "Fill out my ballot for me" because she doesn't want to deal That's with it. Funny. So, uh, That's funny. Um, but anyways. So my point is, is I guess well, what I originally called about was, I, and I'm not sure which one, I think it was, uh, which one of you said it, talking about how I, I just never understood that it's hard to vote. It's really not. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, I've lived I in agree. the same address for 20 years. I've only had to register once. Mm -hmm. I understand people move. Um, you can mail in your ballot. Anybody that's afraid of COVID can mail in their ballots. I don't see why we need to delay. But the problem is in, in California, Gavin Newsom is is is, is like he's, he's sending mail out ballots to everybody. Making it right. an option. Yeah, or not. Making it an option. And but I'll give you an example. One of the reasons. Let me give you an example. Go ahead, yeah, yeah, I'll give you one example of, of how it can be difficult for someone. Now, for me, I'll just go full disclosure. I live in Marina Del Rey, so got the same polling place. Go there every year. Walk in, walk out. We were talking about in between one of the segments. Right. Never have a problem. But the year of the 2016 election, they, my polling place had to change for some reason. They were like under construction where they were. So I had to go to a different spot. I go to that spot and the line was blocks long. 
And I walked up and I said, man, there is no way I'm doing this. Can't do and, nothing and, for and, you. Right. and I'm sorry, man. I mean, I'm, just, I'm a busy guy. got a lot going on. I left and I started driving down the road and I thought, man, I feel bad because you, you should vote because I feel really strongly about it. So what do I do? I pull into another voting place, walk in. Walked up. They didn't. There was no one standing in line. It was only about like a half mile away. It was at a fire station. I just saw it randomly. Pulled in, and of course, I had to do the absentee voting thing there. But my point is to say this, John. I'm a guy that really, really, really believes in voting. I really believe in our democracy and our system. Yeah, I would have just kept on driving. And I almost walked away from a presidential election because I got to my place and it had a super long line. So my point is only to say I agree with you in principle. Voting should not. It's not that difficult, but. There are extenuating circumstances, and if we can do something to make it a little easier, why not? Right, and we have issues in California that are maybe different in other countries. Uh, not other countries, other states, rather. Uh, some folks really do have to wait a long time. I mean, and if you're the type of person that is busy, uh, which I am, in the light is around the block and you think it's going to be more than two or three hours, uh, is that taking away my, effectively taking away my right to vote? And, you know, these are, these are issues that don't have simple right. answers. Um, John, I want to thank you so much for calling. Do you have anything else? We're going to get to Mike right now next. Do you have anything else, John? I'll just, I'll just reiterate the fact that you always have the option to mail-in ballot. And now we're talking about harvesting and thought. Did he just say he votes every year? Uh, no, I, say I vote every year. He, every what are you every time, every year. <laughs> I, I, he's talking about Jim. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Yeah, well, he gets confused. Uh, no, no, I, didn't, exactly say, I didn't say I vote every year. <laughs> but I'm telling you, if it's a, if it's a four hour wait, my vote's not going to get counted. That like I won't even wait if if there's six people to turn left waiting to turn left, I will not turn left no, at that intersection. I, I just won't wait. I can't handle waiting. Anyway, uh, John, thank Thanks, you so guys. much. Hold, uh, stay with us if you want. We're going to be right back. Thanks, and they're John. telling me to take a short break. Mike, we're going to come to you straight after the break. You've been so patient i love you so much we're going to take this break and then we're going to lead into the final segment folks what do you think is right what do you think is wrong do we have an authentic real problem we are definitely dealing with unprecedented times it is indeed i've never heard the president say the election should be postponed there's and never been a time when people disagreed about the vote absolutely the and i really feel sorry for that woman who one thought she won was in Washington setting up her office and they were like i'm sorry but you know that happens all the time too don't Goodness gracious, those... Go home! Those meddling kids. We love you all. We'll be right back, folks. Bow! Welcome back, folks. Dealing with voting, voting rights, the Constitution of the United States mandates that every person gets some kind of a vote, whatever happens to it in the Electoral College, and... All of these things are strange, but this is an unprecedented time. Voter fraud allegations, not voter fraud proof, but voter fraud allegations are at an all-time high. Uh, we have a lot of things that are somewhat different. We have a very partisan world and a very divided country. I doubt the founders could have ever even envisioned a time where we would have a system as complex as we do. No, they just would have said, as forget this. Let's just get drunk and, hang, and right. hang out with the Indians yeah. and just kick it for a minute. We're not going to do this America thing. It's too complicated. But think about it. I mean, they were trying to make the system the best they could with their limited experience. Right. Now, the idea that there'd be this thing called coronavirus and that it would be the science would tell you that if you do six feet distancing and you wear the mask and you don't and blah, 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 and the number of people in the room and then all the statistics right. and stuff. And then people would say, well, yeah, I mean, if we follow that, then we'll stay more safe, and then they do the numbers. I mean, the founders couldn't have even known that was going to happen. Couldn't have even known. Mike, we're going to get you in just a second. Dan from Anaheim, uh, I want to thank you for holding. You've been so incredibly wonderful for being so patient yeah, with us. The floor patient, is man. yours. There are probably, well, quite a few people want to hear what you have to say, Dan, me included. Talk to us, brother. 
All right. Thank you for taking my call. So I, I actually have a comment and, and also a question. So the comment is we already have a pretty good system uh, with the Social Security uh, uh-huh. system. You you find very – I'm sure there's fraud, but you find very few cases where somebody has figured out how to collect uh, two Social Securities. Right. It happens, yeah. but yeah. – uh, It's so hard to get it one time, actually, right. but yeah. yeah right. We Go probably ahead. won't yeah, get it. Yeah, right, yeah. It's a, it's a numeric system. Right. So it seems to me Simple, that – Simple, straightforward, yep. If – and I don't know if this is actually – what they're planning on doing, but if everybody has to give a social security number uh, to have a ballot, to have the ballot be valid. Mm-hmm. And do they track it off that? Or? Well, I tell you what's interesting yeah. about that. Dan, Dan we're no, still with you. I like, your, I like your, I like your, I like what you're, where you're going with it, Dan, but let me just give everybody a little bit of an education on this. Have you ever noticed that when you go to fill out your voter registration in the state of California, at least they ask you for your driver's license number. Mm-hmm. And yes. that, that is your unique number. Point. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going, Dan. Well, no, I, my, my, my point is, uh, to me, it's a lot easier to uh, be fraudulent uh, when you when you give a driver's license number. Good point. Social Security. Well, you're not a fraudulent person, Dan, and it's it's un, it's uncharacteristically awkward for you to think that way because you're obviously honest. Well, thank you. Uh, but the point is, there is certain data that the Social Security system has that that the driver's license does not have. As right. an example, the Social Security system, they, they absolutely know how old you are. They absolutely know if you are a citizen. And they're going to know if you're alive or not because they're not going to keep sending you money the if truth you're not. Is, Social Security <laughs> yeah, is more, they're scared because if, if they get it wrong, they're going to lose money. Lose if money. they get it wrong, there's going to be a whole like lot of taxpayer money. That, if yeah. you get voting wrong, it's just, well, who knows? What, we lost one vote out of, yeah. out of 200 million. So, right. you know, so it seems to me that if you don't provide a Social Security number on your ballot, it should be discounted. Wow. Uh, that's that's yeah. uh, very revolutionary thinking, Dan. It's actually not a bad idea, really. I mean, i got to get Look, yeah. I'm not going to disagree yeah. with that. Um, well, thanks, Dan. We, at least we, we, you know, we can't, that would not solve the harvesting problem you're talking about. I yeah. agree with that. But it would, it would solve the duplication problem, and it would solve the not a, non-citizen problem. Yeah. Uh, it, it would eliminate the, the rights of gun owners because they're not giving their social security right. numbers to anyone <laughs> right. at all. I'm just telling you, gun owners, not Second Amendment advocates, they, are, they want to stand away as far away from the government as possible. <laughs> yeah. And you not probably would number. disenfranchise a lot of really good people who really should be voting that way. Dan, I want to thank you so much yeah. for calling. We're going to finish up with well, Mike. I do have a question. Yeah, oh, right. absolutely quick. No. Yeah. Do, do, you, do either of you know whether that's even being considered? that we're going to no i no i i know I that that's not that we're we're, we're far that. away from that because i think probably one problem you run into with that dan is that it goes back to the thing of each individual state has to be able to come up with right. their own unique system and, and i think the founders did intend for that to be separate and in other words they wouldn't have wanted any federal involvement at all right. including especially actually federal involvement in allowing or disallowing a person to vote. So, like, And citizenship words, does not track necessarily off of Social Security It doesn't numbers. necessarily track off it. I mean, yeah, we could go into that whole discussion. But I, it's a valid point. I mean, I see where Dan's going with it, the idea. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Dan. Mike, oh, I well, want to thank, thank you. you for Thanks, being Dan. so... Thank you, Dan. Mike, brother, listen, you've always been so wonderful with us. Um, oh, you've been listening you. to the show. Uh, Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, the floor sure. is yours, brother. What are we going to do you. here? Yeah, there's a bunch of points I didn't get a chance to make earlier that I really need to make. So, first of all, having all vote by mail ballots 
It eliminates privacy of how you vote. There's no guarantee that your ballot will even be counted, and there's no way you will know whether or not it has been counted. It will allow election consultants and attorneys to go in and challenge every ballot. I don't think all votes by mail is really mandated. Uh, Jim, can you help us with that? He's saying all votes by mail. And and I think that... But I, I think, I, Mike, if I can say, just kind of chip in for you. Are you saying that even the existing, say, like it's somewhere on the order of like 3.4 million L.A. County citizens alone who are already registered as vote-by-mail people, are you saying that even they should not be voting by mail? Only if they have a valid reason. You're in the hospital, you're military, okay. you're traveling, a salesman, whatever, you're out of town. Only for a real, true, legitimate reason. The whole idea originally, before our election system got corrupted, before election laws got changed to corrupt, it was that everyone would vote on one day, on election day, and they would go to the poll, they would have a private ballot that did not have your name on it, that you would be handed a ballot, and then you would go vote it and turn it in. It would all be a secret process. No one could easily buy or sell your vote because you mm. could not prove how you voted. But now people, union thugs can come harvest your vote. They can buy, people can buy and sell votes by showing, see, watch me vote or tell me how to vote. And they'll hand you the ballot. You well, harvest it. You go turn Mike's, it in. What Mike's saying is the reason that there are, there are states who still only allow legitimate reason for absentee vote only. And they're all over the place. It's their, their New York. Arkansas. I mean, right. it's, it's all Mike is also, country, so. He's referencing voter fraud, and I'm from the Show Me State. Where is the real evidence <laughs> of all of this? I'm from the Show Me state. state right now. Where is what all is of the state? evidence? Where's the hard evidence? I'm a lawyer. You have to be real evidence in the courtroom. You have to. You can't just say. Where is all of the hard facts and demonstrable proof about all of this fraud? Where is it? I mean, you might have a well, vote actually, here, a vote there, a vote we here. We had an election stolen in El Segundo for the 36th Congressional District, which we were in at the time, back in 1994. It was a very close election where Jane Harmon, on the official vote count, had won by, I think it was 842 or something votes. It was a very close election, and I was involved in the investigation afterwards. And there were more than 2,000 illegitimate votes that were voted where the people were not legitimate voters. They either did not exist, they were not at those addresses. In some cases, there were ballots cast. Okay, that, that was in 1994. Was that was no- approximately 26 but, years ago. But to take, Look, Mike, get, to take Mike Six on it, I mean, that, and of course, as I said before, it does tend to occur in these local municipal elections. Good but point. That there well, this is was congressional district, but there, but there is legitimate voter fraud. It does happen, and it does happen if with mail-in or absentee votes. That's true. But well, here's uh, the people point: people get okay, bit, killed by snakes too. I mean, anyway, go ahead, okay, Mike. I'm sorry. The laws have been getting changed in California systematically by the Democrat supermajority in the legislature that all are geared towards removing safeguards and protections that ensure more honest elections and election integrity and are geared towards facilitating voter fraud and election theft. And all these legal changes go in one direction. And the same thing with the same-day voter registration. And by the way, another problem is suppose you're a candidate without a lot of money and you're running a local election for, it could be school board, city council, maybe county supervisor, and then now you've got to be able to raise and spend a whole lot more money to try to run an effective campaign just because of all vote by mail, because you have to reach voters a lot earlier than election day. You've got to be able to afford to send out massive. All right, you know, Mike, I gotta, I, I'm mail. hearing you got a lot of concerns and I'm completely with you. We just, unfortunately, uh, we're coming to the end of the hour and I got to I got to tell you that we're not going to get to all of those, but Mike does bring up a lot of he points. Does. There no have doubt. been a lot of problems. Um, 
we have a lot of issues. But the question is, and I like what you are bringing up, Jim, it always goes back to, yeah, it may not be perfect, but it's the system we got, right? Well, and here's the thing. And so, if you wanted a public service statement. Yeah, if I want a public PSA right now, I'll do that. Yeah, so my thing would be to say to Mike or anyone else, and I, I hear the arguments against mail-in votes, so let's even set mail-in vote aside. But I'm as much concerned about the education of our voters and whether they are making choices that are informed or not in the first place. So as part of my PSA, here's my point. I would encourage everybody listening in L.A. County right now, if you – of course, if you're not registered, go register. It's really easy to do. LAVote.net. You can go do that. But even if you're registered and even if you haven't received one of these magical emails with the mail-in part, I really strongly encourage everyone to go to LAVote.net, register yourself with the email address so they can send you a sample ballot 30 days before the vote, and here's how it's going to work. And this is the way it's going to be from now on in L.A. County. You get – 10 days before the election to choose any location you want in the county to go vote 10 days then on top of that if you want to you can vote on election day and by going to lavote.net putting your email address in and getting one of these sample ballots you'll get the chance even if you don't mail in to study the ballot and it's this is something we ought to take you can do that with a sample ballot the old way of doing things you can do it the old way but But, you do it on uh, do it electronically you can Make your choices. You can print out a QR code. You go into the ma- the ballot box, and it takes literally a minute to do. Well, it looks like we're going to have to wrap it up, folks. Thank you so much for everyone who called and for everyone who's been tuning in with us. We have a lively discussion. We have a lively country. Try to understand that the reason why we're so heated is because we're so passionate. That's right. And the absence of love is apathy, not hate. And you got to keep talking. And speaking of the L word, folks, even if we disagree with you or appear to disagree with you, always understand. We love, we love you, you all. all. Even if we Be don't love Be safe you. out there, folks. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about it. I promise we'll both talking. walk out of here. I promise. We love. This show is furnished by. This show is furnished by The Cochrane Firm.